This episode is brought to you in partnership with Meals Without Meat. Meals Without Meat believes that plant-based is the most fulfilling way to eat and live. They exist to serve as a central hub for all of your vegan needs. They aim to help you feed yourself physically by using their tried and verified recipes and mentally by growing in knowledge about this journey. Follow them on Facebook at www.facebook.com slash mealswithoutmeat. It's only good vibes Talking about music from Beyonce to Tribe In the world where it's always politicking Run, why your boy Kanye be tripping? I don't know, so we put it on the shelf Listen to Conrad when he brings up mental health Is Michael Jackson really the king of pop? There's no debate if you ask, be shocked Conversation so tight, it be gripping ya We love getting suggestions from our listeners Do something foolish, try and run if you can All you gonna do is end up a victim of who's man's Welcome to another week of Who's Man's Podcast. We hope you enjoy it. What up, though, everyone? Welcome to the Who's Man's Podcast. I'm your host, Ron and Don, a.k.a. Mr. Taylor Mate. In the building, I got my man's Conrad back with us. What's up, my beautiful people? I'm really excited to be back. I miss y'all. It's another episode of Who's Man's Podcast. But, you know, before we keep going, we got to find out the man with many identities. Who's here today? I I know exactly who you're talking about. <laughs> <laughs> right, I've been looking at that on loop for two days. <laughs> That's how I wake up. <laughs> <laughs> A video of doing it like his whole career back like eight <laughs> years he's been doing it the same laugh <laughs> I really did I don't even know if I could be friends with him I don't know why he's not selling that because I would definitely buy it <laughs> if only if only if only ringtones were still a thing man because that would be mine Oh yes, <laughs> that'll be my first ringtone. Every time I get a text, wait, <laughs> hey Brian, you got you still got last time yeah. you had a ringtone. I mean, you know, <laughs> Brian, you have a ringtone. <laughs> right. right, I didn't know. I didn't know it wasn't a thing. I, I thought, what's a ringtone? Wait, you, you legit know. have a ringtone still? No, nah, I don't, but I would. You still got Hollaback Girls your ringtone? The real question: Are you still recording? And then sitting it as a Right. First of all, you know what used to be lit was uh, recording like your, your voicemail. Okay. It was a full production with music. You had to write down the script because, like, how I remember I broke or she broke over me, actually. And I was in my feelings <laughs> and I had Usher in the background and I had a full monologue on what I was going to say. Those were the days. Can you, give us, can you give us? Can you give us? Can you give us a little, uh, you know, a little preview? Yeah, or hold little, on, hold on, hold on. Happen? I tried to make my voice deep. I was like, <laughs> "She gonna miss me when I'm gone." Then it was like, "Be." <laughs> <laughs> you know what? Never mind. <laughs> I remember my mom would call me. Like, like, yeah. My mom would call me like. Wait, what the hell is you going through? Like, can you get to the point? <laughs> I had to wait five minutes to leave your voicemail. It's like, my, that's what we do these days. But, 
Yeah, right. Yeah, right. Oh, Lord. (laughs) 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 All right. Also, in the building with us, we got another return guest coming back to us for the second time. Cammy is back in the building, y'all. Hey. What up? What up? Not (laughs) much. Glad to be back. Glad to be back. Thanks for having me. Awesome. So we got some things we're going to talk about tonight. Before we can get into anything too crazy, we're going to let our man Conrad tell us what's been going on with him. So tell the people why you couldn't be with us last week. What's been going on with you? Oh, man. I uh, took a nice trip to uh, Taiwan with uh, our homie Jared that still hasn't been on a podcast yet. Wow. Still working on it. Mm, So I don't know if he's really our homie or not. Real friends. I was going to say, is is that really a homie? (laughs) Damn. All right. I really wasn't going to go that far, but wow. truth comes out, Jared. Um, and <laughs> my then girlfriend, now fiance. What? Uh, Take your shit. <laughs> let, let him know. <laughs> I didn't know if you were going to keep going, B-Shot. Don't come with that girlfriend shit. That's my fiance. That's my whole <laughs> ass fiance over there. <laughs> hey. Yeah, man. Um, first of all, Taiwan. Uh, I recommend it for everyone. Uh, it really surprised me. I wasn't expecting it to be so green. Um, I wasn't expecting it to be so clean, like spotless. Like it blew Thailand out the water. Um, I think wow. if I were to go back, I'll just go straight to Taiwan. So you just uh, travel, travel. Wow. <laughs> I thought we were right. just, Could have all the thought time. We just all going right. to Vegas, but wow. Can I finish? Oh, sorry. Sorry. All right, uh, <laughs> but no. So I really enjoyed Taiwan. Um, spent a lot of my money on food. Uh, if you like Asian cuisine, uh, that was all I ate. And I think a meal was like two. A full meal was like less than two dollars a day. <laughs> so it was whenever I saw a street vendor, I was smashing. Uh, and then I did a lot of hiking. Uh, we went to Taroku National Park, and we would just <clears throat> pictures couldn't even describe. It was breathtaking, almost like just seeing all that green on a mountain. Because usually you're used here when you go to a hike, it's all usually rocky or you know there's not that much forestry. Like, but we I felt like I was in a jungle at the same time. Um, so a lot of good scenes, but obviously the best part was. On Tuesday mm-hmm. was when I popped the question to my uh, fiance, and of course, like you know, you have <laughs> to be honest. I didn't have his plan to do it in Taiwan. I really didn't. Um, I had the ring for like four months, and like the biggest thing I was doing was trying to hide it from <laughs> Carly because she stay ruining my surprises. Wow. So like, <laughs> <laughs> so like. <laughs> I really was like, I got to find it. Like, the day I bought it, one of my friends was like, please don't be that dumbass and put it in the sock drawer. And so the whole time, I'm like, <laughs> why was that exactly what I was thinking? I was like, I'm not going to lie. That's exactly what I was just thinking. Like, no, just put it well, in the sock drawer. <laughs> all right, not doing that. No oh, more. man. So I, I like was, I really did a good job hiding it because I put it in, like, my hiking backpack where she's really has no reason to go. But so I, I did a good job hiding it. But... So once we got to Taiwan, I was like, I got to do either Monday or Tuesday because one, I just can't 
if I don't do it anytime soon, I'm going to keep thinking about it. I feel like I'm going to slip and say something or give it away. Or she's going to get nosy, go in my backpack, trying to find some stuff or something and then find the ring. So I gave it to Jared. And uh, <laughs> you got a lot of, you got beef, bro? You got a lot of faith in Jared. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> you don't got Alex. Hey. <laughs> he came through though. He really did. He really came through. I think without him, actually, wouldn't have won this planned because logistically, we were trying to get to south, like the southwest of Taiwan, or the west side of Taiwan, and to this place called Sun Moon Lake. But we went to Taichung first, and that's we didn't calculate that to get to from Taichung to Sun Moon Lake. It's about two hours, and in order for us to catch the sunset, we would had missed it so the only way we can do it was do a sunrise but the only way to get there was either a taxi and at the time we didn't know if uber was it th- was working during that time so there was this thing called taxi pool and this is where sh- really shit was going not as planned so we go- look up taxi pool which was before was like perfect it was like we split it and i think it was going to be like around 30 bucks a person to get to the spot on a ta- in the taxi so we look it up again, and for some odd reason, that day, they're not running. They're not taking no one. They're not picking anyone up. So I'm like, is it a holiday? Is there something special? So I contacted them. I was like, is, you know, we're just, I thought my app was messed up or the <clears throat> we didn't have service, so maybe it was just an uploading. So I contact them, like, hey, what's going on? I just want to know, is really, are you guys still, you know, providing your services today or is there's is my internet messed up or are you guys having a special holiday or something she didn't really answer she just said yeah unfortunately today you're not there's no taxis coming out of Taichung to Sun Moon Lake but she can go the next day and I'm like in my head I'm like lady I don't need the next day I need today like need it now (laughs) so I didn't work out so at this point I'm just like you know what it's cool if it doesn't happen it doesn't work out Jared is giving me this look like, dog, this is what you wanted. Are you sure? Because Carly was there. So you can't even say like, hey, you wanted to have this day on a special day, blah, blah. So I was like, no, it's cool, bro. So the irony is Carly kind of, <laughs> Carly and Jared made sure to get there. She like made sure to get to her proposal, <laughs> not knowing that she was making sure to get to her proposal. So like they did all wow. this research. They found a way they can get a taxi called from the hostel. And then they planned out like, hey, we'll wake up at three in the morning because in order to catch sunrise, it was like at 545, six. And in order for us to get there, we had to get up at like three in the morning. So like, well, we'll we'll wake up and see if there's an Uber. So we get up and luckily there's an Uber in the vicinity and it picks us up in like five minutes, like five, 10 minutes. So now I'm like, all right, we're back on track. I wasn't nervous at all until I got into the Uber and we started going. So I'm like, now I'm starting to think of what I'm going to say, you know, that little, you know, that slim percent. She's like, nah, I'm good. You know, <laughs> uh, you know, I'm good. Love enjoy. I'm good. Love enjoy. <laughs> Thanks. No. <though. laughs> um, so we were driving, we get there. It's like five 30. Sun hasn't come up. It's like, started to light up a little bit so originally the plan i told jared i was like because we didn't know exactly how where we we're gonna be as far as chilling and watching the sunrise so i told him i'm gonna start taking pictures 
And then uh, once the sun starts coming up, I'm going to have you take pictures of us to get some candids. And then I'm going to tell you one more picture. And you sh- at that, when I say that, that should be like your sign to get ready. So we get there and we're at like the highest point of that location. And the docks, of course, are like very far at the bottom. So my whole plan just switched up on me. So I'm like, all right. And to make things worse, Jared has the ring. And Carly is just not leaving my side at this moment. So I'm in my head, I'm like, could you like go somewhere? Go take a picture over there in the corner. Like <laughs> in my head, I'm like, just take a picture, do something, move? go, like move. Did you not? Yeah. I'm like, if you have a camera around your neck, use it. <laughs> so, you ain't got nothing else to do. So I'm like setting up, I'm setting up my phone to take the time lapse. I'm like moving around. I'm fake taking pictures. I'm not even actually taking pictures. I'm just looking around like I'm taking pictures. So she realized like, oh, he's taking pictures. Maybe I should go take pictures. So she finally leaves and goes around a corner. And um, that's when I go to, to Jared. I'm like, at this point, we named the, the ring the eagle. I was like, yo, I need the eagle right now. Um, so I grab it from him, put it in the side. Like I was wearing like uh, compression shorts. And so I stuffed it into my pant on the side of my shorts. And I'm like showing him how to use the camera. And I was like, so this is how you zoom in. This is how you do that. We're going to go down there by the docks and catch the sunrise. So at this point, <laughs> I'm like, all right, Carly, hey, let's go down there and catch the sunrise and just, you know, chill down there. It's a lot better view. So we're walking down. We get to where you get to the docks. And of course, there's a gate and it's locked. And it says, gate wow. doesn't open till. 9 a.m. It is 5.45. Sunrise, usually the sun is peaking around 6. I'm like, and so we're foreigners, Americans, and they're like, they're very obedient, very disciplined. They follow everything. So I'm like, are you sure you want to jump this gate? It's really, I was like, it's really on you. Like, look it, we can jump it and get on the docks. And she's like, "Uh, I don't know. And I'm like, I really want you to, in my head again, I'm just like, can you please be decisive, right? In this moment, just say yes or no. So I can figure out what I'm going to do. So I'm like, are you sure? She's like, eh, I don't know. I was like, you know what? All right, let's go back. So now I'm like low-key upset because I'm like, what the hell am I going to do now? Because I have no other plan. <laughs> There's no plan B because this is it, really. So I'm like walking halfway to get back to take the stairs to where we were. I just turn around. I'm like, you know what? Fuck it. Let's go. We're jumping the fence. I don't care. So I grab her. We go. We jump the fence. And I'm like, you're jumping the fence. She's like, I am. I was like, jump the fence, Carly. So I grab her. We jump the fence. Walk over to the dock. At this point, I'm more scared that someone's about to come out and like, I'm about to get arrested. or Because at this point, everything can go worse. Anything wow. that I <laughs> didn't plan could happen. Grab her. We go to the dock. And <clears throat> I was like, all right, let's sit down. Let's chill. Of course, it was like there was a lot of dew from the morning, and so it was wet. And so I'm like, you want to sit down? She's like, oh, I'm okay. It's kind of wet. I'm like, God damn it. Please just sit down. Please. I beg you. Please sit down. Like, if anything, <laughs> can you just sit? <laughs> like, I'm, I'm not saying this out loud. I'm just thinking of like, just sit down, please. Just sit down, chill with me, and sit on my left side. Don't come to my right side, because if you sit on my right side, then you're going to feel something on my pocket. I don't want you to feel that on my pocket. Where is your shit? On my right side. So I'm like, okay. I can't. <laughs> I need to move over to the left more. So we're chilling. It's like maybe like 
coming to six o'clock still no sun is up like it's like slowly rising it's a big ass mountain in front of us so it's like taking forever to peak so at this point i'm trying to make small talk and you know talk about life and this this, and that so in my head i'm feeling she has an idea granted before all this she went and got her nails done so i for sure knew she she had some inclination and something was going to happen and so it's like coming to six o'clock, six fifteen. The sun's starting to peak. Now I'm like, okay, I need to, you know, start thinking of my words I had in my mind and all this stuff. Because on the way there, I was like reading <coughs> Corinthians <clears throat> thirteen and scripture about love and all this stuff. So I was, I had some stuff, you know, I was ready. But then Carly kept talking. <laughs> 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 like I'm talking and in my head again once again I'm not saying all this stuff loud until now I told her this and I was like in my head I'm like babe just silence for just give me give me like give me like three <laughs> minutes Say less. please just just, 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 and I just bask bask in this moment like we're in Taiwan we're in Sun Moon Lake we're in the middle of this beautiful you know scenery just just be quiet for a second let me let me process my work because I'm not trying to stutter and fumble when I'm, you know, when I ask you to marry me. Now she's not, she's not done talking. So she talks. So finally, the sun is about to peak at the very top of the mountain. So she finally gets up, and I'm like, "Oh, this is perfect." She's a she's higher than me. I'm still sitting down, and she had turned, she had her back towards me. <clears throat> so she stands up, and that's when I was basically like, you know, while you're up, I got something to show you. So of course, she turns around and pulls the ring out, and She's like completely, she doesn't, she's just in shock, starts crying. And the funny part was, I didn't even get to say a word. And she's starting to approach me. I'm like, hey, back up, hold up. Let me say, <laughs> let, me, let me say what I got to say. <laughs> let me say what I got to say. First. <laughs> you know, so I said my thing. And of course, I asked her to marry me. And she says yes. And I felt really bad for Jared because. He's like so far away from us, so he doesn't know when to take the picture, when to you know celebrate. Um, there's some locals that have come, and they're like, you know, he's trying to tell them to like you know be quiet or something. But obviously, they, there's no English. <laughs> no one speaks English, so Jared is with his Google Translator trying to type in, "Hey, can you guys be quiet?" He's trying to propose, and I'm guessing they're just like, "Fuck you, Jared." We <laughs> we're trying to catch this <laughs> like, like everybody. <laughs> We're trying to, we're trying day, to yeah, we're trying to catch the sunrise, dog. <laughs> so Jerry was like, "Dude, I had one job, and I was so scared I was gonna miss the shot because I, like, when I was looking at the pictures after he took, I felt like I was a celebrity because he just took every single moment, every arm movement, every head turn. It was he was there on it. <laughs> um, so yeah, so that happened. It was like very surreal to me after it happened, just the fact that I. Like I'm getting married, and I propose to in a situation where, like, I don't know. It's even hard to describe, but I'm excited. I can't wait for the rest of my life to see where we grow and go. So now the what people say is the fun part, quote unquote, this wedding planning. Um, but yeah, I'm excited to merge my culture into hers. Um, so it should be a good time. So that's how it went down. That's where I was, uh, listeners. Um, if you don't follow me on on my social media and missed the the posts, but your boy out the game for real, for real. Uh-huh.
<laughs> Jerseys in the rafters. <laughs> so yeah, and I really, really appreciate the shout out, uh, Bishak and Tori and Ron and uh, Darnold. Um, Darnold. <laughs> but uh, yeah, thanks for the love for everyone, even in the cool kids. I really appreciate you guys, and yeah, life's life just got better. That is awesome. Very amazing to hear, yeah, man. And I was trying. We love that we got. Hey, I was Go trying ahead. to get us a sponsor. If y'all didn't see my snaps, with uh, all the Taiwan beer I was drinking, like that's all I drank. <laughs> like literally, that's all I drank. And for every location I went, I would just take a picture and tag them. So all the pictures I'm gonna post later, I'm gonna tag them and I'm gonna add Who's Man's podcast and I'm gonna ask them to see if they're looking for American sponsors. Cause that beer. If you make that happen, that'd be real legit. We get some free, free Taiwan beer. Yeah, it's I'll it's legit it. too. No joke. Real cheap. Look cheap. at you. But <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah. Hey, but for real, really, if you guys are looking for another adventure and you're looking to go to Asia, I highly recommend Taiwan. Um, I also got to link up with, um, oh, Kenya. I don't know if you guys remember her. She was an Emerald oh, leader. Yeah, yeah, she so was I, there. Yeah, yeah, definitely. So I linked up with her. It was really cool, like, catching up. And she was also really excited because really no one from the States has come that way yet. So it was nice to see a familiar face. She took us out. She's ba- she's pretty much a local. She understands language, speaks it very fluently. She just took us out. We had a good time. <clears throat> you know, she kind of also, like gave me the reality of being you know black in an Asian country and being a black woman and the ins and out and um it was just awesome to like get besides just being on vacation but also like the learning aspect of everything from just the culture and then also someone who's American and black and living in this like because to be honest I think I counted two black people I saw the whole time two to three and it was it was crazy because she was like, yeah, you'll see black people here, but it's weird. It's not like home where if you see someone black, you acknowledge them. There, she's like, sometimes it'll just you'll just keep walking and it's not acknowledgement. And I was like, that's so weird. It's so less of you. So you just expect that when you see someone like like another black person, you'd be hyped. She's like, no, it's just, that's just how it is. People don't hear if you see, most of them just don't acknowledge you. And I was like, wow. damn, that's crazy. Interesting. <clears throat> that was very interesting, but it was a lot of fun. Um, most inexpensive trip I've taken. I know I said that about Thailand, but this one I feel like it was even more because I got to do a lot of things in a <clears throat> short amount of time. But definitely, definitely check it out. So, yeah, that was my little spiel. <laughs> I ain't gonna try that. Yeah, man, that's real dope. We real, we, we real happy for you. You know, when we first got the announcement, everyone over here was like jumping up and down for you. It's really great news to hear. But we can't wait for the wedding. Like that's gonna be a whole nother list. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, yeah. It's gonna be it's gonna be a great time. Uh that's one thing I'm actually more excited about is having all my friends and family um in the one area celebrating and especially her friends and family as well. Um this I I, I I don't know what's going to happen. I don't know how it's going to be planned out, but I'm just excited for it. Um, so I came up for you guys to be there. All right, enough enough about me. Enough about me. How y'all doing? 
Right. Man, I've been doing all right. I mean, we ain't engaged. I've been doing enough, smooth. But, you know. Right. You know, I ain't no here making huge life changes or anything like that. But, you know, I'm doing all right. No pressure. No, no pressure, Ron. No pressure, bro. No whoa, pressure. Whoa. <laughs> hey, you know, mind your business. Mind your business. We're going to get there when we get there. <laughs> get a little more time. That's good. But, yeah, no, nah, I've been smooth. You know, after we recorded last week, um, later on that weekend, when a chance, had a chance to go down to Houston and check out the – Childish Gambino concert down there. That was really dope. He's one of my favorite artists, so I really enjoyed that show. He puts on a great performance. And, you know, thankfully we caught him when he did because unfortunately he had a he uh, kind of had aggravated his injury at the next show in Dallas, wow. so that's worth postponed. Black ass and definitely black ass Dallas. I'm just saying. I know, right? I'm joking. And we almost ended up going to that show instead, but <laughs> thankfully we went to the Houston show. We got to see the full thing. So, and hopefully he makes a, a speedy recovery because anyone out there who got tickets to that show, they deserve to see it. It's, it's really amazing. That's what's up. Yeah. What about you, B? What you been up to? You know, just out here traveling to Austin and uh, traveling to Dallas, trying to be like Conrad, but, you know, the way my passport set up, it don't go that far. So, uh... <laughs> Get your stamps yeah, up. Yeah, you know. <laughs> Just trying to be great, trying to make Cammy proud. So I'm not one of these fuck boys that she be yelling about. Um, and yeah, if you heard our podcast last week, you know that that was our weekend. So uh, yeah, what about you, Cammy? Welcome back. Thank you. Uh, I've been good. Um, just haven't been doing very much, uh, traveling a lot for work. Um, so, you know, just living and working and living and working. Mm. Hey. Ain't that the truth? I know how that goes. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so let's go ahead and get down to business for tonight. So first thing we got on the agenda for tonight, recently it's been, well, I guess recently it happened. Um, the man known as Bill Cosby has finally been sentenced to prison. So he's in there for three to 10 years is what his sentence was. And he went in. Was it yesterday? Was his first day? I believe. Um, Twenty six. Yeah. yeah. Right. And they need to quit with all these stories. <laughs> that's coming out. Oh, right. Man, look, I'm not gonna lie. These stories have been low key hilarious. What a hot dog, though. What a hot dog. Uh, man. Hot dog. Like what? A sale, sale. Oh, sale. Adjective, right? Like <laughs> so yeah. So first, so the first story that came up that I heard was that as soon as he got the prison, the first thing they gave him was a pudding cup. Damn. That's the first thing that I heard. Man, they didn't went too far. Come on, y'all. <laughs> Do you think they made him say it too? Like, oh, you ain't gonna say it. You ain't gonna say it. Okay. Do you want to eat or not? <laughs> He's over there. Uh, pull in, Paul. <laughs> As a lover of pettiness, I truly respect him for doing that one. That that's definitely a, the pettiest move you can do, yes. and I really appreciate that. Oh, that's so funny. It, and then today, this headline was that somebody threw a stale hot dog bun at his at his head and knocked him down a flight of stairs. Which I, I, at first I thought it was just like the onion or something. Like I didn't think it was true, but I've seen like two or three sources reporting on this. I think it really did happen. No, it was real. No, that happened. <laughs> I just picture all these things happening. That's what makes it even funnier. And just oh man. But how how hard did they throw that stale bun? Hey, you knocked out, like, boy. Get that guy on the, on the baseball team or something. Like. Right. <laughs> well, I mean, it was stale, so it had some weight to it. 
true. I'm sure. You true. know, have some velocity, pick up some now, speed. <laughs> I wonder, did they like purposely make this hot dog get stale so that when they could throw it at them, or did they like just happen to find it in their kitchen on the way out? And they're like, you know what? I got something for his ass. I'm Damn. pretty sure they, they feed prisoners like stale food on a regular basis. Yeah. So I think they it's, just kind of tossed man it said, You know what? I don't like these stale buns, but today I love them. The day is the day, <laughs> man. <laughs> now, of course, you know everything that's led up to this, this point is not awful. And there's just been a lot of issues that have arisen within our community as far as people on both sides of this scenario. People who keep trying to defend them, people who keep trying to paint the picture a little bit differently. But at the end of the day, justice is being served, and a lot of us are very happy for it. You know, you guys got anything y'all want to throw on it? Yeah, I'll 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 go. Um, so the, obviously we've been living through. I mean, some of us remember some of these jokes being made back when we were kids. So this is no new news, if you will. Uh, we've kind of always known that there was something bad about Bill Cosby, and over the past few years, we've kind of lived through this. You know, all the women coming out. Uh, all the allegations and things of that sort. Um, and now that it's finally, well, it's definitely, it's never going to be over, especially for the victims who will have to live with this for the rest of their life. Uh, but now that this case is over, um, you know, you got people jumping back out and, oh, they're just doing this because he's black. Oh, they're only doing this because he was going to buy NBC, which I still have yet to find like the, the uh, facts that that was actually going to happen. Um, Oh, they where is Harvey Weinstein and where are all these other people? And oh, he was America's father. So here's where I'm at. Here's where I'm at. Bill Cosby is trash. I think we said that on this podcast. Uh, it is okay to say that and still be a fan of the Cosby show. It's okay. Like you don't have to pick, you don't have to like disown this thing that was a part of your life for so many years while admitting that this person is an awful person. It's okay if different world is the reason you went to college and that you feel so connected if you went to HBCU or wanted to go to HBCU. That's okay. All that stuff is fine. And yeah, he gave us a lot in that way. But you can still say that this man is trash. And I, I just have been so frustrated reading all the comments and all the... I listened to... I, I've said this before. Shout out to the Breakfast Club. Um... They had a, con a, a a point this morning of people calling in saying, oh, should we feel bad for Bill Cosby? And you can imagine what you heard people say in, in defense of him. And it's like, what if that was your daughter? All right. Or what if that was your mom or your sister or your aunt? Or what if that was just someone you knew? What if that was someone who lived down the street? What if that was someone that you were friendly with or whatever the case may be? The fact that this happened to a person um, and you feel the need to defend the accused, I think it would be, is, is sickening. Um, and unfortunately, this is all playing out at the same time that, you know, we have this guy who they may very well be our next uh, Supreme Court justice um, <laughs> having some of the same accusations pointed towards him. So it's just very frustrating to see people jump off the off the bridge to support stuff that shouldn't be supported. 
So that's my take. Yeah, I agree. I mean, it's it's funny. I don't know. It's just in, it's interesting because it's like this is the hill that y'all want to die on. Like this one. There's so many others, but you want this one? Why? Especially because of what Bill Cosby has said about black people, like over the past twenty years, twenty plus years. And all the people that have been kind of breaking their necks to defend him, it's like he wouldn't piss on fire to put you out. And you over here, like, caping, caping. It's like, it's, I don't know. And I don't know. You just hear, you know, all the, you know like you said, all the stuff about him trying to buy NBC. Like, he's not, he's like, he's rich, but he, he does not have <clears throat> enough money to buy NBC. Um, and I think at one point he had looked into it, like, 15 plus years ago or even more. Um, but that's not something that he was trying to do recently. Um, and it, I don't know, it's just unfortunate and it's really kind of disheartening because, you know, when people ask why women don't come forward, it's like, this is why. It's like, regardless of if he's rich or not, um, the woman usually is never believed and um, it's you know, the question about whether or not the woman is telling the truth when she comes forward, uh, it's, it's always brought up. And that's so rarely the case that women lie about this type of thing. Um, but it's always brought up in defense of, of the accused and in this case of the convicted. Um, but I don't know. It's just been, it was like social media was real, real ashy, like real ashy Man. this week. Um, yeah, I don't know. I just, <laughs> Uh, it's like there's no especially especially because like there's no there's no real ambiguity with this particular case because he admitted to doing it so in that civil the civil um the civil trial that happened i don't know what was that 2005 he he like admitted to doing it and so um and then there's all types of recordings from his stand up to him being on late night shows talking about spanish fly and all this other and so it's like he admitted to doing this. We have all this other like circumstantial evidence suggesting that he behaved this way over decades. Pick somebody else. Like, I don't know. So it's as a woman, it's just been frustrating. And it's really like, I think sometimes I wonder how many people who are defending him are doing so because they like, I want, I'm not going to say trigger, but like, y'all know that old saying like a hit dog, a holler. Yep. Like, yeah, so it's mm-hmm. like you feel some type of way because you also behave this way. Um, and if you don't behave this way, you have um, you have been treated this way. And so to see it called out like in a just like in mass and for him to be condemned the way he's been condemned, I I wouldn't be surprised if a lot of people feel that way. But then like the other part of me wants to <laughs> I'm curious. I'd be curious to know like how much overlap there was between Black men who voted for Donald Trump and black mm. men who believe that Bill Cosby is mm. innocent and it was just mm. a victim of of the man. I'd be very interested to see if if there was any kind of overlap there, and I bet you there is. Mm. But um, Bill can go enjoy his stay, um, and you know, good riddance to him. And it's it's unfortunate because you know, like you said, we this is somebody that we looked up to and he gave the culture so much he re- slowly revealed himself to not be a great person outside of the 
the rape and sexual assault allegations. Um, but his contributions, I think his contributions still stand. Um, but so it's just, it's all just un- unfortunate. Um, and I just hope folks do better going forward. I think for me, one thing that really caught my attention, not even necessarily caught my attention, but made me realize or maybe wonder why typically or mostly men aren't the ones who are like trying to back him up or aren't trying to realize is what well, can be touched on about how when women speak up, it's really taken lightly. <clears throat> but Joe Paterno and his his um, whole staff with that whole incident happened happened mm-hmm. years ago. Years ago. These are grown-ass men that came out. Years ago. Grown-ass men come out and the whole nation is in an uproar. You know, how could this man do this? Joe Paterno is a legacy. How can he be quiet and not say anything? These boys were treated bad and it's wrong. It's but why can't women get the same exact treatment when they come out and tell their story? Rape can happen five minutes ago, twenty minutes ago, yesterday, six months, twelve months, twenty years, thirty years. It still happened. It still happened. And I don't know why people can't don't realize that. if you get burnt when you're a kid and don't say anything and someone sees your scar and says, What happened? You still tell them it happened. Right. Oh, I got burnt 20 years ago. It hurt like hell, but I got over it. You know, I'm, I, I healed. I'm better. Why can't someone who, who is a victim and went through this, a survivor, once they're finally, you know, brave enough and finally able to express themselves and say, this happened to me, why can't we, why can't we say, oh, okay, this happened to you? I'm sorry it happened to you. What do we what can we do to help you? Or yes. what do we need to do to help you? You know? Why yeah. is that any difference? So that's yeah. why I just don't understand it. And Brian, you asked that question because I always ask this question. And you say, What if it was your mother? What if it was your daughter? I always ask that question, but at the same time, I'm like, maybe these people don't give a damn about their mothers or their uh-huh. or their uh daughters or their the women in their lives. Because if they did those comments wouldn't be coming out of their mouths. Or they're putting on this facade where they're like, I love my mama, I love my, my sister. Until something happens to their sister, they don't they don't think it's going to happen to their significant others. So when they see it out here, oh, it's just another black man, you know, going down for the, for the system. No, the man did it. <laughs> he said he did it. Yeah. Justice is served. And you saw it. So this is a time where you'd be like, you deserve that shit. And we don't need you. We don't need to be represented as black men like that. But, yeah. You, know, you just brought up something <laughs> that, and I, I know we don't really want to get into it, but with this whole uh, Judge Kavanaugh thing or hearing happening, um, obviously you get the news channels trying to find regular people and hear their opinions. And there's this viral video going around of this lady who is a member of Women for Trump, so, or 45, I know. Um, You can stop there, really. But she is on camera on MSNBC in front of her two 
teenage daughters. And the reporter asked her one question, like, hey, how do you feel? Like, how would you feel if this, you know, if your daughters were, I forget the exact way she answered the, asked the question, but basically, how do you feel about the allegations being uh, uh, put on Kavanaugh? And she said, well, like her words were, what is groping? Like everyone, gro all guys grope in high school. Is that really a big deal? And the saddest part is looking at her daughters behind her, shake their head and look at her like they're green. Like, yeah, that's okay. Like, what, what, mm -hmm. what's the big deal? Like, that's where we are today, that there are people out there who do think this is okay. I hear, I've heard so many people in defense of uh, Bill Cosby say, well, that's just what they used to do back then. Those were the drugs they used to take, and those women knew what they were doing, and they knew who Bill was, and oh, why did, why did they wait so long? That's always the, the thing. Like, oh, it was okay back then, but now you want to say something. What do they have to gain today from Bill Cosby? Yes, he's still very wealthy. Yeah, he is still a, 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 a figure in the, in the um, entertainment world, but what really do they have to gain? They're ruining their lives. They're putting their face out there. Their their names out there. Their families out there. Like it's just sad to see. Like you turn on any TV right now, and all you see is people going after women and men who are saying, "Hey, this person hurt me. This person did something to me, and this person needs to pay for it." And all you see is your political figures or other famous people coming to the defense of the accused and not the person who was the victim. And that's what type of like environment we're raising our kids in. Well, yeah. Well, I mean, I think um, this is because women are collateral damage and men and women believe that women are collateral damage. Like that's just what guys do or boys will be boys. Like, that's you know that's just how they behave and you know we're the ones that have to deal with it um and it's it's just i don't know it just it just makes me so angry because it's like when when is it when is it appropriate for a woman to come forward like you know if if she reports immediately then she's you know not believed she's questioned and um what's the, what's that the that young piece of shit the one that um raped that woman in the in the alley was it is it Brock oh, Turner Brock Turner uh, yeah. yeah so like you know he did he got off he got off uh for that because Slap on like, her oh wrist. yeah like think of his future like we're, we're not going to uh punish him for for having done this because he has so much life ahead of him but I mean let's say that that woman didn't pursue charges immediately and decided to you know speak up later and you know after he had graduated from college and established some sort of career you know then then it's well why did you wait so long and mm. you know you're gonna destroy his life now because of something he did when he you know was in college or was in high school and it's like so then when double-edged like, sword yeah it's <laughs> like when 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 is the appropriate time but i don't know i'm not i'm not necessarily optimistic about this but i do think that um Brian you brought up a good point about this info about Cosby not being new because like we like we all heard this like we all like we all remember those initial cases 
you know, we remember like all the horrible things he said about <laughs> black women and black men and black boys and black girls. And it was Larry like, King live. <laughs> yeah. And like, it was like, I mean, some people took it, you know, some people took it seriously. I know like Michael Eric Dyson wrote that book a while back, like, you know, addressing everything that was wrong with what Cosby was saying. Um, <clears throat> But it wasn't until a few years ago when Hannibal Burns cracked that joke mm. that people were like, "Oh yeah, shit! Like he's a like he's a rapist! Like yeah." So I don't I don't know what that I don't know what that means for society or if that says that we're moving in the right direction because I I still just don't see it uh, for us quite yet. But I I don't know if there is a silver lining. Maybe that's it. I just think as a society, we need to be consistent when it comes to cases of rape. And I don't think we are. Because one, think about like MSU and their scandal and how quickly it was taken care of. You know? And how... Yeah. Not necessarily necessarily like, yeah, not necessarily quickly, but like how once it finally came out and all these women came out, like, you know, justice was served. Granted that he wasn't as high ranked or popular like Bill Cosby, but at the end of the day, not a lot of people I would say were trying to defend him. So it's just I don't know what like is it because he's not famous and he's not an entertainer and he's a creepy looking guy, and he you know is that why no one was defending him? Because he's the same piece of shit as Cosby is. You know? Well, I mean, people did defend him. I mean, Izzo wasn't it? Was it Izzo? That said that, uh, um, I don't remember. I don't remember. Maybe it was D'Antonio. Um, I do I, kind of remember D'Antonio. Yeah, it must have been D'Antonio, not Izzo. But just like, I hope, you know, I hope they got the right guy. And it was like, okay, like, really? You hope he, you got the right guy? Like, like, that there's a possibility that he wasn't the one doing this? I don't know, but yeah, I don't know. I I feel like some obviously some cases are treated more differently than others, and like that's that was the thing that was like irritating about some of the Cosby uh, capers was like, like we this case was not the revelation that black men are not treated fairly in the judicial system or in America at large. Like we've been on that. Like, is there a reason mm-hmm. why people like rallied against Cosby sooner or more quickly than they would have Harvey Weinstein? Yes, because he's black. Is he a rapist, though? Yeah. Does he deserve to go to prison for this? Yeah. Yep. yep. So, like, what what else is there to say? Yeah. And I feel I, like, in a way, he's still going to find a way, like, three to ten years. I was surprised about that, to be honest. I thought I was going to get even longer. But three to ten years, his lawyers are going to work some magic. They're going to try to find some way to decrease that and get him out early. But I'm just yeah. happy he's in prison, and I'm hoping every day is miserable because every day those victims, survivors, had to go, had to live with with thing with a with a thought, with remembering that what he did to them. So I don't feel bad if he gets a stale bun hit on his head. That's the last <laughs> thing. That's the last thing he needs to be worrying about. It really is. <laughs> because the irony is, the irony of all this is, as much as we hear all the stories. And the you know stereotypes of when you go to prison you can get raped. Well, damn, Cosby, Billy Boy, look where you at now. Don't drop the soap, my friend. 
<laughs> right. And it's not funny, but it's funny. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying, like, talk about karma. So I got a question for you guys. So Amber Rose uh, yesterday posted something on her social media. Um, it was a long post, but in so many words, she said, hey, I wish or I hope that you serve every day of those 10 years and the day you're released that you die. So many people said, oh, that's too far. You're wishing death on some person, on some someone. Uh, why would you do that? What are you guys' thoughts on, like, wishing death? Like, is that a thing you should do? Is it, did she go too far? Or how do you feel? I feel like I don't see nothing wrong with what she said. I mean, I don't know. I wishing I don't I don't know. I'm not very superstitious. Um so I don't really I don't really see an issue. Some people are like degenerate pieces of shit. And death is what for some folks death is what you deserve. Now don't nobody have the right to make that determination for you necessarily. Like no one has a right, right. to take a life. Um but you know, he didn't have a right to violate, you know, dozens of women either. Um, so whatever. I mean, people, people were acting like that when, um, when Justice Scalia died, like when people are like good riddance to him and they're like, oh, you can't speak ill of the dead. It's like, no, fuck you. If you were trash in person, like in life, fuck you. Like, bye. But that's, I'm cold-blooded, so that's, that's Kill where I am. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's, that's pretty much where I lie with it too. Like, I'm right there with you. Like, like you say, I ain't superstitious. I don't believe that anyone's wishing death on them is going to make it happen. And I don't believe anyone should make it happen with their own actions. But I have no problem with what she said. That's how she feels. And that's how she feels. I mean, yeah, people are angry. People, some, and, you know, people, people are angry. People are going to say what they feel in the moment at the time. Do I think Amber Rose is going around wishing death to people? No, she's just so upset the same anger she's having like some of also are upset about people supporting Cosby and trying to make him you know trying to almost feel so sad and you guys he's old he's blind he's gonna die like blah 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 like it's irritating so obviously they're gonna say that do I think she truly truly think wishes him to die I don't know I don't know. Like Brian said, if this was your mom or sister or a woman you care about and this happened to them and you couldn't do shit to the guy, you can't beat his ass, you can't do anything, you're obviously going to be like, I wish this dude dies in jail. He's old. And that's what I feel like she was saying. I hope he gets out of jail and doesn't have a chance to enjoy life after. And I feel like that's what she really meant because she said, I hope he does his 10 years. Once he gets out of jail, I hope he, like, basically say, hope he dies as soon as he gets out of jail. Yeah, I mean, that's how I took it. Too. I I don't see him. He's old. He's what legally blind. He has all these other illnesses. He's in jail. Like that's not a good setting for an old guy who's basically been pampered most of his life. You know, I forgot that he's he's, here. he's blind, so he didn't yeah. see the hot dog coming. He didn't see the hot dog coming. He didn't see. That's why. That's why he fell. He didn't have a. He couldn't brace himself. He lost all, all his equilibrium. Like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> Y'all just throw a brick at me. <laughs> that 
the hell is going on here? <laughs> they shoot. Hey, who threw that? Oh man. Oh, anyway. I mean, I, 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 right. I, I, I feel like it's important to say it again. And, and Cammy, I hear what you're saying. Like, hey, Bill did speak down, uh, down to people, and down to our people. Um, but I can't help but feel sad. And I think, and I am okay. Like, I am. That's I, fair. I am, That's fair. I'm upset with him, and I hate the person that he is but damn it like for a black kid who was raised by a single mother in Detroit that was one of my people I looked up to and I know there's a lot of people out there who would say oh you should look up to somebody else or why are you looking up to TV people well damn it we don't we don't all have it like that like some of us got to find what we can when we find it and for me to grow up and become a man myself and this person who I admired so much and who really did give me so much different world. That was my, that was the reason I wanted to go to college. It was literally the show I watched before I go to college to prepare for it. Like it was because of him. Like he, he greenlit that show. Like thankfully because of that, I am where I am today. And like the fact that he is not the person I thought he was, it hurts. And but Brian, that's the difference, though. There's a difference between being sad and disappointed in someone that you looked up to and being sad that this is what it's come to. And then there's a difference of being two-faced about it. One minute you're, you know, being pissed off that he did all this. And then once he's going to jail and then switch up and be like, no, that's fucked up because he's a black man. He should have got away with it. There's two different sides to it. Like there's yeah. still you're still a human being. You're still gonna feel some like you said, you have a connection. There's there's memories, there's sympathy to it, but at the end of the day, you're still saying he's a piece of shit for what he did. Yeah, and part of me wants and to believe that those people are hurt and that they don't know, they don't have the words to say like why they're nah, hurt. I don't so believe that, bro. <laughs> there's yeah. a difference. You can if you can articulate yourself like that. you did, if you can articulate can, the way but like some you people did, can. Yes, well, uh, people, look, people generally mean what they say. And, yeah, I think a lot of people want to defend him so badly because they are hurt. It is, it's painful. I mean, you know, given our history, when, you know, we, we get a black hero or black figure that, um, you know, that, that, that does for us, um, not just, like, uh, in the way that, like, a symbol would or, like, you know, he was more than just a symbol. He was actually paying for people's education and um, donating money, whatever, whatever. And so, yeah, so for somebody to that you look up to like that to let you down that way, that's a very real, that's a very real thing. And this, I don't think there's anything wrong with being like, damn, I can't stand what he did. I like, I like, and it's not really, I don't feel like, I don't feel like the two emotions like conflict with each other at all because you're acknowledging that he was wrong for what he did and that he deserves this punishment, but you're also kind of mourning the loss of like of a important figure, and I think that's fine. But that's wholly different than being like I rock with Cosby and co-sign all of his behaviors because yeah. bitches be lying, and he was trying to buy NBC. Like them two are different things. Mm-hmm. Damn, Ron, take us away, man. Well said, everyone. 
Yeah, I think we can go ahead and wrap up this part of the conversation. So thanks to everyone for sharing their thoughts on that. And if anyone out there has anything y'all want to share with us, feel free to, you know, if you got two cents you want to put in, if you got a perspective you want to bring in, feel free to shoot us a note at our, at our email, whosmanspodcast at gmail.com. You can hit us up on Twitter or Instagram at whosmans or check out our Facebook page. Search whosmans at this. We all over the place. All right. So last thing we got to get into tonight before we head out of here is that we got to make sure that we talk about our album of the month. So album of the month for September was chosen by none other than Candy, which is why she's here to join us so that way she can break it down for us and give us her her thoughts. Donnell Jones, Where I Want to Be. Album of the month for September. We hope you got a chance to listen to it. If you didn't, hit pause real quick. Go check it out. It's not that long. It's less than an hour. So, you know, feel free to, to you know, listen to it. So that way you can get an understanding of what we're talking about. And if you heard it before, just give it another spin. You know, it's been a minute. It came out back in the 90s. So, you know, you can always refresh your memory on it. So I'm going to go ahead and pass it off to you, Cammie, to introduce it, give us a little background and, and thoughts on an album. Okay, so Donnell Jones, I think this was his second album, came out in the end of 1999. It's very of the era, um, where I want to be. It did, I think this is probably his uh, his most like successful project. Mm-hmm. Um, and of course, I think most people know, if they don't know the album, they know him from the song You Know What's Up that he did with... Um, with Lisa Left Eye, um, but the the album I think is I think it's a good album. I would probably give it like three and a half, four stars Ooh. out of five. Yep. Um, only be- like because good. it is it is so like it is peak like start of the new millennium. Like this is like uh, fedora and do rag like. <laughs> <laughs> Like the baggy denim jeans with yes, the, the big yes. ass blazer. This is this is late nineties, early two thousand R and B, like in every single track. Um, and um, I the theme of the track uh, makes me chuckle because this is basically like this is basically you know a young man deciding that he wants to you know go sow his wild oats, be a thought. Um, and not be tied down in a relationship. So I wouldn't necessarily call this album romantic, um, but it, it makes for good listening. At least I think so. But what did y'all think? I Yeah, so for me... Far... Um, okay, go ahead, Ron. I was going to say, so, so for me, I'm pretty much in that same boat as you can be. I think this is... Uh, what is to me is like perfect, just chill, laid back on some background music and just has to it so for me i gave it a three and a half out of five as well and the only reason i didn't give it more than that and i thought like this is more a reflection of just myself and the music habits that i've developed is that it was just a little slow for me like outside yeah. of the singles yeah. mm-hmm. <laughs> i really feel like it didn't hold my attention that's why i would call it good background music like it's a nice beat to put in the background some nice smooth melodies but it's not something i, I would see myself just sitting down because i'm in the mood to listen to and pay close attention yeah, I agree. I gave it a, th- a 3.5 for that very reason. I feel like to listen to the whole album from top to bottom, I feel like you have to be in that mood, in that zone, mm-hmm. and really, 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 like, you know, feel the music. I like a lot of songs on there, um, but, like, towards the end, it really did, was just too slow for me. And, of course, like, 90s, late 2000s R&B was very, like, 
melancholy, you know, I'm trying to talk to you, baby. Listen to me, my <laughs> <Yeah>. voice. Um, <laughs> you know, it's like, <laughs> it was like, that's how it was. And like, after a while, like, I'm like, I, like, what was it? Uh, you know what? What was it? Um, have you seen her? Once it started, once it started with that, I was like, all right, I don't think I can listen to another one back to back like this. Yeah. <laughs> but like, <laughs> that's what it was. And I feel like these are the songs. Going back to Brian recording his ringtones. Wow. You, you would set for your girl, who like you know whatever song you felt like was representative of that girl. Be shock, you would record whatever you felt like when Ori trying to, you know, swoo a girl or whatever. Because that's why I feel like those not to me, this is nostalgia because this is when I just moved to the States and my aunties were also younger. They're like mid 30s. So this is the songs they were listening to. And so I have the nostalgia of coming to the States and like, oh, this is how they be doing it over here. They're trying to talk to girls because <laughs> that's why I was like, "Oh, okay, all right." What we doing? So this is what we doing now. But um, that's why I gave it a three point five. Though it was just, it was just a little too slow for me at towards the end of the album. But it was a good album. It wasn't bad. All right. Well, I'm happy to hear you guys um, rate the album. So I gave it a three out of five. Hmm? Now, look, I fell asleep uh, oh. around track number seven. I, oh. I was sitting up. He didn't go to sleep. So that's a big deal. That's in, fair. That's fair. I was in the chair. Like, I was like, I'm listening to this. And the next thing I know, I'm like, whoa, I dozed off. But I woke up during track number seven, so I ain't missed none of it. But uh, everything you guys said, it was a bit slow. It very much felt like, um, which a lot of albums around that time, suffer from the same thing like hey this was good let's make three more songs like that right that right. was good <laughs> let's make four more songs like that and like after a while you're like damn is this a different song or i thought i heard this on track too <laughs> but but um yeah i got more thoughts but that was my that was my rating hey track seven i can see why you slept look that's it a, some it's good all right too that's what it's that's that it's all right. <laughs> I was like, yeah, that I was one and think like, about it. Yeah, that's like right in between where you just like, all right, I'm gonna take a little, little nap nap. I was like, am I really falling asleep? What are you doing? Like, wake up. But hey, I slept good for a minute, about a minute 30. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> that is too far. Right. No, um, all right, so go ahead. Oh, no, you go ahead. <laughs> All right, so I was going to say, you know, let's talk about, I would say let's talk about the singles on this one. When I look at the number of singles that are on here, it was pretty much most of the albums. So the official list of singles are Knock Me Off My Feet, you know, it's so better. So this is love. Was this is love? Wait, Knock Me Off My Feet? Yeah, that's what I uh, Wait, that's what that? Knock Me Off My oh. Feet, bro. What? In it. Ain't no. Oh, right. Wikipedia tripping there because they ain't even on there. You Wikipedia see, that's tripping. why Wiki is not accountable. <laughs> this is why you don't write your papers based on Wiki. Right like, <laughs> that is real. Alone. <laughs> we need to do a Steve right. review, by the way. But 
I was gonna pick Whoa. I was gonna pick Stevie, but Cammy, come on next month. Come on. Come on. Singles <laughs> <laughs> for this one are of course Where I Wanna Be, the title track. You know what's up. And I think that's all the ones off this one. I think so too. No, let's just say that those are it. Most to me, these singles are like it is a reason why these were the singles that were picked because these are the best songs on the album. These are the ones that like hit me with that instant nostalgia. Yes. Even the second version of the you know what's up the remix of Left Eye, like that was a bop. This, that's peak nineties R and B to me though. Like you know what's up and where I want to be. That's the one that everybody borrows too at home. First of all, yep. give this man some more respect. Those are iconic singles. And the fact, I didn't even know they were on the same album. The fact they're on the same album, wow. I mean, there is not a time you go to a family reunion or a wedding or a dance or whatever you go into and you don't hear those two songs played. Now look. And think about, I'm be think about honest, all the black... I didn't know they were the same person. Okay, I'm gonna just say that. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know it. I didn't know it. <laughs> Sorry. All right. Go ahead. No, I'm saying also speak like talk about like nostalgia. Thinking about like all the black romance or black romance com like comedy romances. They ha I feel like this song, one of these songs was on those movies. So I just. That's what I was thinking about too. Like just all the movies we like watched growing up. I'm sure they used some at some point somewhere. Donald Jones was on it. Mm -hmm. I should look that up. Yeah, he's got to have been on one of the, some you know one what? of them soundtracks at some point in time. I'm about to look that up while we talking. <laughs> and I mean like, that, <laughs> that where I want to be, man. That's such a real that's... emotion, like. <laughs> since you sent my baby girl a message, said I be coming. So home. let's talk about this. Because okay, so let's fast forward. This is like this is 1999. He would have left a voicemail mm -hmm. or something talking mm -hmm. about like like nah, you good. I'll see you when I see you. We're done. And it's a real like. I feel like the song is very honest, and a, the, obviously it's a title track, but it's so fake deep. It is so fake deep. Oh, and this, okay, and this, this, this song actually reminds me of, um, like, like I feel like this album, I, I do like this album, even though I'm about to go in on it. Oh, I do wow. like this album. <laughs> this is the first time. But I feel, like, I feel like, right. <laughs> I feel like this, um, this album is, like, peak. I I think I'm a good guy, but I'm really not. Um, like like they, they, it reminds me a little bit of Carl Thomas. Uh -huh. And I um what's the name? What's that Carl Thomas song? Um I wish and when you know you know the song, you know his song I wish and he's he's yeah. he's like falling for this woman who's married with kids and it's like it's complaining like she said she had to go to go take care of her kids. Well, what about me? It's like, nigga, what about you? She got kids. Like, <laughs> like, what are you doing? Um, it's like, I think I thought about that when I was listening to this album. And I don't know. I guess I haven't listened to this album in a long time. But um, it just, where I want to be, the, the song cracks me up. Because it's definitely, I think it's a real feeling. Like, 
you've been with somebody since you were a teenager. You haven't really had any kind of experience outside that. So, yeah, yeah it's valid that you want to go see what else is out there. Like, I think that's fair. Um, and I think you should. Um, you should do that. Um, but just, like, the way, like, you know, the way that he wrote the song. And Dino Jones, was, I think he got his start in the industry as a songwriter. And I think, I think if I'm not mistaken, he wrote for Usher, too. I was gonna say, what label was was he part of? Bad Boy? No, no. Um, he was LaFace. Oh, I'm thinking about Mario one. I'm sorry. Yeah, you're right. I'm Wait, sorry. What? <laughs> no, because different people. No, but honestly, a lot of R and B guys back in the day got their to Cammy's point got their start writing for the young guys, and then they would create a song or go in and create a track that was meant for someone else and it was released on their own. Like that's how Mario got on. Uh Detroit native by the way. But yeah, like this he 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 does write good music, but to Cammy's point, I guess it is like <laughs> cause I was thinking like this is how I felt when I went to college, which I was eighteen. So yeah, I would be that young boy <laughs> some young yeah. shit. Like <laughs> you want you guys want to hear okay. his like, soundtracks to the movies? Uh oh, here we go. Which you want to hear the soundtracks to the movies? That'd be some good. Okay. Movies. Well, what? So this I'm gonna go from 2000. It was Love and Basketball. Mm. Mm-hmm. Shaft. Mm-hmm. I'm assuming that's the one with Wesley, <laughs> Wesley Snipes. Shaft. No, hold on, hold on, hold on. With Samuel hold on. No, no. Sa- well, Samuel Jackson, Whoa. 2000. Um. All right. My bad. Damn. I mean, uh. Save the last dance. Okay. Yeah. You know what's up? Wasn't save the last dance. Um. Uh, what else? Uh. Scary movie two. Oh, that's <laughs> random. Wow. Yeah. Very <laughs> random. <laughs> it gets. It gets even. It gets even more random because uh, so. Dance flick. Okay. That's the one. Two thousand nine. Oh. Okay. I think uh, I was like the. Was that a spoof parody movie? Movies. Yeah. Parody? Yeah, it was like okay. it was like yeah. it was like the scary movie of dance movies. It was actually and the then... spoof of uh, Save the Last Dance. So yeah. Oh, all right. And then the okay, Mo- the sense. Monique show. That makes sense. Uh, all right. You think you can dance? Used it, but that was really it. Soul food. Okay. Wait, soul food. I yeah, those sold... are... It must have been a re. Was that a remake? From two thousand. No. Oh, damn. Are we, are we that old? Show. Maybe the TV show. It was. Because Soul Food came out in the nineties. Yeah. It must have been a season of of it because. Yeah, Soul Food, man. Hey, low key, it was like season. Do... Yeah. I'm gonna just put this out there. We need to do movie reviews too because Soul Food dis- deserves to be discussed on this podcast. All right. That's not because I'm gonna keep it 100 with you. That's a movie that I watched once, and if I never have to see it again, okay, I'll be straight. Jones. Here we go. <laughs> <laughs> wow. All right, so usually around this time is when we would like, you know, I would ask what was your favorite song on the album, but I'm gonna switch it up a little bit for y'all because I feel like it's a little bit too easy considering that we know what the top two songs were. So, besides you know what's up and where I want to be, what would you say was your favorite song on the album? That's rude. Wow. Push in. I do like, oh yeah, either like Push in or Shorty Got Her Eyes on Me. 
which is like so I did look. like it's just it's so nostalgic. <laughs> <laughs> that was peak. Like, if any girl was listening to now, they're like, what the f- were y'all listening to? Right. <laughs> <laughs> so this one, y'all got your uh, smooth talk from? Right. <laughs> Low key, it's true, though. Like, <laughs> it <is. Right>? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it really is. <laughs> Comrade, be happy you're engaged because it don't work out here. <laughs> As a single man, it don't work no more. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Do better, Brian. <laughs> That's all I gotta say. You know what? I'm good. <laughs> <laughs> hey. I'm yeah, so for me, I'm I'm gonna go with um when I was down. So for for me okay. it was like as I was wrapping up and almost towards the end, I felt like that one just had a little bit more of a extra umph to it that added a little bit more personality to the song that made it stick out to me. So that one was my favorite outside of the singles. Yeah, I agree with you. I really enjoyed uh, that track. I enjoyed pushing too. Um, yeah, like I agree with listen, all of you guys. listening, <laughs> listening to the lyrics of pushing. I shouldn't like that song at all. I know. I, I, it's like this is the problem with R and B. This is where I feel like R and B. You can say anything in R and B and make it sound so nice, but once you really dive deep in what you're saying, it's trash. Because I feel like pushing. <laughs> Push is literally saying, like, I'm done with you, girl. Like, you know, come home, start an argument with me. I'm going to start thinking about leaving you. I'm chilling with my boys. Stop messing with me. Like, I'm going to be with myself. Stop messing with me. Like, basically every, like, thing that you would not want in a relationship is in this song. See? Exactly. That's what I'm saying. Fake deep. This is like, which which one of them songs had the, had the, um, the skit on it? Um, which... Uh, what is it? Don't call my crib, and he's like, you know, I got yeah. a girl. Don't be calling here, and it's like, sir, young man, please, please. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's that's. I guess also that's more of like, I feel like if we would go back and listen to a lot of '90s, early 2000 R&B, the stuff we were jamming to, and then like really listening to the lyrics, <laughs> or. If you listen to the like, lyrics, yeah. you would just be like, why is this my favorite artist at that point? <laughs> why do I have all seven albums? Or why do I have all of his five albums? Because <laughs> the music was good. Like, my point is, where is this music today? Like, where are all the guys who can sing today? Like, why are they not more famous? Like, uh, Donnell Jones had. I'm going to just say two number one singles. I think they both went to number one, if I'm not mistaken. I mean, do your fats, do your Googles, whatever you want to. I'm not doing that right now. But he had it. You had all these guys who could really hold a note. And they were popular. They were famous. And they were singing about love. Maybe it was like fuckboy love, but it was love. And <laughs> That's now- the best way to put it. <laughs> I mean, I would take what we got now, just to be honest. I know I'm always a guy who shits on today's music, but God, like, listening to this, it's like, oh, my God, you can hold a note and you can, like, rhyme a word and not use, like, (laughs) profanity with it. And where are you guys today? Like, why is Luke James not more popular? Why is Chris Brown trying to rap? Why is like where 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 is everybody at? Hey, Chris Brown is fit. Okay, 
Yes. Okay. Yeah, um, yeah, tell me hey, stuff. You should hear. I will say that I think he had a huge influence because as I was listening to this album, I kept feeling like it's, I wouldn't say it sounded like, but Craig David. I think he had an influence on Craig David because if you listen to any of his music, it had the same exact like harmony, exam, like background music, and he had an influence because Craig David was popping for a while. Well, and Craig David has admitted that he learned, uh, you know, most of his stylings after American R&B music. I remember that way back when he was on MTV. So yeah, like hey. yeah, because they came. They came. Their albums came out around the same time. Yeah, like Craig's dropped. I don't know, like maybe a year later or a few months later. But yeah, am I crazy? Oh. Do you guys not miss like guys singing, like guys being able to sing? I do. I I, I mean, I feel like there are singers now, um, but the popular singers, like, there's no everything is only about sex um true and so it's like that gets that gets old and then that's like mm-hmm. that's the one thing about this album um and i guess that you know r&b music at the time that it was obviously sex was uh, a major topic in the music but there were other themes explored like this one is more than you know he just wants to go sleep with all the women he can it's like he feels trapped by being like with a high school sweetheart and wants to go explore whatever whatever that's not, that's like it's a little bit more complex than just like <laughs> girl girl bend it over there are more stories you know, in yeah. old school r&b than there are now and that was one thing i really enjoyed about this album like every song or majority of the songs were stories like you could you knew what was going on. You knew how he felt. You knew where he was and where she was and why they were apart or why they were together. It's like, now it's like, how can I rhyme words together that will let you know that I will really bruise your private parts? <laughs> <laughs> That's how I do today. But, okay. I'm gonna figure out every single word that rhymes with it. <laughs> Because I don't want you to forget that this is what I'm capable of, and that is going to attract you. If you were to be your colon swollen, (laughs) 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 all right, Kimmy, that's going to be the number one hit. All right, watch out. Title, title of the episode: (laughs) Swollen colon. (laughs) All right, I got this question for y'all. So, as much as we're kind of bashing R and B, if you were to pick an R&B singer of today that has a similar or almost close to to the R&B of like the 90s and late 2000, mm. early 2000, who would you pick? Mm. I'm picking Frank Ocean. And it is not so much his sound because his sound has definitely been modernized and there's been an influence a lot of, you know, recent trends of the 2000s or whatever. Mm. But when it comes to we talk about music that's, you know, tells stories and is about some. His music definitely follows that theme. Like, I've had to listen to other podcasts, dissect his albums to help me fully understand the stuff he was talking about because it seemed like it was just maybe a, a generic as love song or even one of those, just a bop. But when you really break down the lyrics of his music and really, like, understand how he jumps from 
one story to another between verses, it, it really tells an intricate story. Damn it, that man knows how to write a song. And if you're a Beyonce fan, go listen to I Miss You on uh, her album four. If you are a Brandy fan, he wrote a, a song on her album. I think it's Scared of Beautiful or something. I mean, the lyrics are amazing. And obviously, you can listen to any of his music, but he's wrote so many uh, songs that, man, it's, it's so dope. I would say uh, Luke James. I mean, to mm. me, he he's an yeah. artist who can <clears throat> sing. Uh, he knows he can sing. He doesn't shy away from it which I feel like a lot of today's artists like try to shy away from the fact they actually can hold a note. Uh, I, I I really appreciate him. Uh, I'm sure there's others, but that's the one that comes to mind. I was thinking either him or Khaled. Oh. Mm. I thought you were talking about the DJ. No, 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 no. We the best. <laughs> <Wait. laughs> like, er, and, and I say, I mean, he's a young... He's a young artist, but like when he first started to come out, now he's more like leaning towards the popish, like more mainstream. But when he just came out, I feel like that's style-wise. Obviously, style of now is not going to match like what Ron was saying, but like yeah. telling a story and like you know grasping your attention, or even not even just you're not even really listening to the lyrics, but the voice and everything is really capturing you until you go back, like what we're doing now, and like. Well, he said that. Damn, this song is so nice, but he kind of trash for that lyric kind of thing. And between between <laughs> Luke James and him, that's what I would pick the closest R&B singers <clears throat> as far as males. What about you, Kim? I don't know if I really have an answer. Um, I don't. I, I, admittedly, I don't really listen to Luke James on a regular basis. Um, and I do think Frank Ocean tells good stories. Um, but I don't know. I mean, it's kind of hard to think of current R&B singers, like true R&B. Um, I don't know. Does, would Daniel Caesar qualify? I was going to say that. Yeah. Yeah. That's perfect. What about, I mean, what That's about perfect. her? She has some good stories in her songs. I thought we were just sticking with the guys. Yeah, we don't. I was, yeah. I was yeah. just saying. I mean, like, yeah, with the guys, yes. But I'm just saying, since we're now can't really think of people, I just wanted to throw that in there as well, because she has Daniel some Caesar pretty. Is dope. Daniel is. I mean, obviously, people can say Bruno, Usher, all those people, but I mean, with the new school of people, I mean, I'm very, very impressed by what Daniel Caesar's doing. Obviously, Luke and other people, but I just wish more guys would just get out there and sing and not feel the need to put a trap beat or whatever it's called these days behind it. Well, and it's like that's been the trend in in R&B for a very long time. And it started in the 90s, to be honest, but it was just this kind of fusion of R&B and hip hop and that's why that's why people like Maxwell were so that's why they popped so so the way they did because at the time R&B singers it was you know you had a you had a, a hip hop feature or you know everything was just like so aligned with hip hop when Maxwell right. came out it was it was decidedly not that but 
um, not like now it's hard to, for me anyway, it's hard to think of like a, a long list of male R&B singers that aren't, um, that aren't, you know, doing hip hop sounding stuff. Yeah. <laughs> it's kind of crazy and scary at the same time, but at, at one point, no one will be really talking about Donnell Jones type music. Like literally, people will hear his songs and say, "Who is that?" <laughs> like we will be what when our grandparents play songs and we're not sure who they are. That's what's gonna happen when we pull out Donald Jones. But out. see, we we have to that's... we gotta combat that though because part of like I think part of like making sure your kids know where they come from is like making sure they know music. Like true, you yeah, you true. gotta be able to know all the all the old heads even if you know you don't have necessarily a, a know affinity. yeah but you got to be able to like you got to know some 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 of the deep cuts you got to know no you're right because look i love michael i love michael do Damn you it. my okay come on my kid we didn't know this we don't kids. i need my kids to know james brown i need my kids to know jackie wilson i need my kids right. to know all the people who inspired the people that we think are going to live throughout time. We love Aretha. My kids got to know Ella Fitzgerald. They got to know Dinah Washington. They got to know all these people who came before us who like paved the way for everyone you think is so great. Like if you don't know these people, then you're only doing your faves. I mean, you know, you're doing your faves like a disservice. A disservice. Yeah. Yeah, no, that's real. There was um, did I screenshot this? I was on Twitter and I could not believe it was. They were talking about some song, and um, somebody like responded to the tweet like, "What song is this?" And I can't for the life of me remember what it was, but it was this just iconic song yeah. that we we would know <laughs> and that. Little Negroes coming up behind us should be ashamed. Little Negroes. And and she like these like she didn't know. And I wanted like and whoever had like made the initial post like didn't judge her, just like told her what the what the song was. And I was like, oh, she's so that's so nice. That was so nice of her. She was so gracious. Cause it's like, girl, how you don't know this? Like, what are you doing? Um but like my dad used to like quit like he would quiz me and my brother when like certain songs would be on the radio so so we would like learn who was who and so like my dad was a huge is a huge jazz fan he plays the saxophone um so he'd be like he'd be playing like Thelonious Monk or whoever and would like turn the song down it's like who is this and what album is this from and whatever whatever I'm not saying we gotta do that because that's you know that's extra you know, um, no, I'm doing that. Do. I'm doing but, it like, but I'm taking a page out. But y'all, but y'all gotta know. <laughs> y'all gotta know, though. But it is crazy to think about right. how many people don't grow up with music like that, like with music as an influence, like a part of their life. Like it happens. Yeah. I mean, like, yeah. They've been like with um, Carly. It's like she's like, I just didn't grow up with music. It wasn't yeah. something that was incorporated in our life. Like it wasn't. You know, and to me, it was mind blowing because I'm like, that's fascinating. How? Like, like how? Like, how did you not have like music always playing, like, or right. like something to dance to, or 
and and it's not like she's the only one. Like it happens in all cultures. It's like some people just yeah. don't. Music is not something that it's like it's not a drive for them. Like I can't imagine like not listening to music during the day, at least once or a couple hours. Like it just it's weird to me when I'm like thinking about it. I'm like, do I listen to music today? I need to listen to music today because I feel weird. You know? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So it's like when I meet someone who is like, yeah, I mean, like, I don't really listen to music. <laughs> I'm like, so what you do? Like, right. you do? <laughs> what do you, what do you, what do you do to fill up those what gaps? I mean, and people have other things they fill up, but I'm just like, so when you walking from work, you just in silence. You're not right. Like, what you like, doing? So you're not listening to the birds singing because that's music, uh, <laughs> you know. Because <laughs> I'm just like, you know, it's it's weird coming, but so like that's how like crazy to me to think like there's some parts of music that are so influential to people and it's like a glue to their lives, and it's in other people's lives it's just there. It's not nothing that they need. So it's just when those two things come, when those two cultures are two people come together it's it's also really funny to see the dynamic in it you know yeah yeah I mean, that, makes me, the... that makes me curious like so how present was music in your in y'all's households like right. i know for me like my my parents it was all like music was always playing it was playing in the house it, when we went to the store it was in the car like it it was everywhere we need to clean the house you turn your cartoons off and they break out their records or, you know, whoever, you know, whoever was the DJ on uh, JLB on Saturday mornings in the 90s. Like, like was it Mason? Mason was, was Mason? I don't know if he was Weekends, though. But, nah, um, but DJ Quick and all those people. Yeah, but just like, it was, it was everywhere. It was, it was like, it was everywhere. Did y'all have a, like a similar? Yeah. yeah. Like, oh, yeah, definitely. <laughs> music. Yeah. Music was everywhere like my mom and my grandparents and my i mean look you guys know i love michael and janet jackson but it wasn't do we like something okay it wasn't something that like i just found <laughs> like my sister was obsessed she she would be so mad if i said this right now but she was obsessed with michael jackson to the point where like that's the only reason i knew about him like of course he was still very famous when i was young but I didn't know any other artists. Like to me, to me, and my sister would make me listen to them over and over, watch videos over and over. And then my grandparents would film or record the videos when they would come on because we didn't have cable like that. So, like, you are. I almost feel like we are responsible for teaching the next generation. Like my nephew, <laughs> my nephew calls Michael Jackson and Janet Jackson his aunt and uncle because. I told him that. <laughs> wow. And you know what? <laughs> Yep. Thanks. Thanks. Thanks, right. Brian's sister. <laughs> mm-hmm. Thank you. Thank you, Brian's sister. You should stop saying it out loud. Because if you really think about it, music brings everyone together. It does bring it brings different races, it brings different age groups, it brings cultures, it brings all these people together because it's the one thing that we all can share. And we may not always agree on what music we like. But it's the one thing that we all share is that we understand talent, we understand great lyrics, we understand great melodies, and that's how we've been able to come together all these years. Like, I don't know any other example that has brought people together other than music. 
I mean, that's true. I mean, just being in another country, like we always talk sometimes, you know, there's always this negative stigma about westernized culture like, you know, influencing, you know, lower underdeveloped countries and all this stuff. But there's also a positivity to it because I'm in Taiwan. Not a lot of people speak English. But we're at this like moon festival because and they're playing music and, you know, they're not speaking a lot like the best English grammatically and everything. But they're like, hey, I'm going to play Eminem. I'm going to play Beyonce. I'm going to play this song. And then all of a sudden, everyone is gelling and clicking and hype and dancing to the same exact song that you grew up like listening to. And they're also influenced growing up to. No English is spoken, but they're singing the best. They're singing. They're singing the song to the perfect T, and like <laughs> enunciating everything. But it brought us together, and that's why I'm just like, how is it possible that some people just don't have an influence to music? It's mind blowing to me, but it happens, you know. But hey, music is life. That's how I look at it. Mm-hmm. Preach. Hey, wait. Just before we move on. Shout out to Left Eye because that verse goes to this day. We miss you. That song is hype. When I heard the first track on this album and I did not hear her voice, her uh, uh, verse, I got upset. So thank you, Left Eye. Like, thank you, Donnell, for putting on her on the track. Like, just amazing. Iconic right there. <laughs> So they've been done, done, done. I don't know the words though, but I will rap. <laughs> <laughs> I will rap it. <laughs> so maybe ten minutes up. So they- all right. So I mean, really, go ahead. That's all I got, really. So go ahead. Anything else you want to throw in on? I was just gonna ask. Um, were Were there any lyrics that stood out to you? Mm. Not for any, like, it doesn't have to be for a good reason, but just. Well, I'm going to just go basic and say, because when you love someone, you just don't treat them bad. Oh, I feel so sad. <laughs> like, it's true. <laughs> when you love yeah. someone, you don't treat them bad. <laughs> and why do I feel so sad? <laughs> like, <laughs> I have definitely been there. <laughs> and I think Brian of uh, that year, Brian in college and probably Brian now. I don't know. <laughs> but sometimes I feel the same way. Like Danielle, you should have told me should have been a little bit louder when you said that. All right. I'm gonna do better. <laughs> mm, yeah, I guess that's the one that would pop to my head. <clears throat> I gotta think. Yeah, I got to be honest, the lyrics of this album didn't really stick out to me too much. It was more so just the overall melodies and the feel of the album that I was that I was vibing with. Yeah. <laughs> All right, so I looked up <laughs> I looked up this love lyrics. And <laughs> All right. This is one of the stands. All this love waiting just for you. Don't pass it up cuz you regret it, boo. I'll be patiently waiting to hear from you. Girl, you be the one. Girl, you gotta be the one. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> hey, profound. What? Profound. 
<laughs> I mean, I feel like this one and Shorty Got Her Eyes on Me were the ones where he is in the club trying to convince somebody to go home with him. <laughs> and on this love, he's like really, really trying. That's hilarious. He really is, because it starts off like, hey, can I take the seat next to you, basically? <laughs> That's how it starts to start off. So I just looked up the lyrics for Left Eyes verse, and literally I've been singing the wrong words for years. So, wow. Mm, wow. Here we are. Not surprised. Here we are. That's what we do. It is what we That's do. part of our culture. That's what, That's Hey, that's why we're so beautiful. <laughs> Our own words. They don't make sense, but we say them year over year. Hey, as long as it's on beat. Word. All right, so with that, unless y'all got anything else y'all want to add on, so we can go ahead and wrap this one up. All right, so thank everybody out here for joining, for listening. You know, we hope y'all got a chance to check out the album. And if y'all got anything else y'all want to add on to it, feel free. You know, we always down to continue this conversation. So we can go ahead and get out of here. Uh, Cam, do you got any ass you want to drop? Or do you want people to just leave you alone? How do you want to do it? Uh, y'all can leave me alone. Ooh, <laughs> <whoa>. <laughs> <laughs> just be blessed with, with the presence on the podcast. Yeah. Y'all need to get out of here. Yeah, I wish y'all knew her at name. You wish you did, but you don't. I mean, I mean y'all <laughs> drop it in the title, don't you? If you want to, you will. Yeah, that's fine. I don't care. Okay. All right. What about you, Brian? How people get at you? Hey, don't at me, at God. I got two things to say. One, Cammy, I love you. I'm inspired by you. I never want to be on your bad side. Um, <laughs> <laughs> thanks for always keeping me in check, even though you don't know you are. Um, second, okay. <laughs> Conrad, man, I just hope you know like how happy I am for you and the fact that, like, it really felt like I proposed to someone when you gave us that information. Like, I felt so happy. Um, and I just hope you know, like, you got friends that are going to be there for you along the whole way. So, thanks for inspiring Aww. all of us. I'm done. I ain't going to cry. Whatever. Go on. <laughs> <laughs> hey, man, I really appreciate that. Be shot. Um, hey, but you guys can find me on Twitter at that fellow underscore Connie, uh, Instagram, Big C22. Um, I should be close to being done editing uh, the pictures I took over the trip, hopefully by this weekend. So if you want to see any highlights, pictures, um, I'll post them on there. Uh, I saw a quote today. Um, I have two. First one really is coincides with what we've been talking, especially in the Cool Kids group chat. Um, and it was about accountability, um, especially with what's going on and what we just talked about with the Cosby and what's currently going on in the news right now. But it said <laughs> accountability is not only what we do, but also what we do not do for which we are accountable. And that just spoke a lot of words from what Cammy said earlier in the group chat, what Tori said earlier in the group chat, where all the women are trying to preach to us every single day is that men, we can't just talk about loving our women and not making actions. We cannot talk about loving our women and not being accountable for our flaws. 
We can't be talking about we love our women. And rooting for a guy that admitted that he hurt our women. You know? Mm-hmm. It just doesn't work that way. You can't do that. You can't say we want black men to prevail and be their own identity and not have to try to mimic what the white man's doing and then at the same time want what the white man is getting away from, away with. This doesn't work that way. So, at the end of the day, men, black or white, I'm going to speak to my black brothers because I'm a black man and I know what we deal with. We have got to be accountable for ourselves because every day a black man is negatively portrayed in society, it is going to impact us the next day, the next minute, the next hour. Because at the end of the day, it's just a black man. And it's just a black man, and you a black man. So you're going to be looked at as just that other black man that's going to do the same exact thing as that other negative black man. So we got to be accountable for our friends, for our fathers, best friends, homies, kids, we have to be accountable for ourselves because if we want to, no one else is. No one else is going to be accountable for us. We don't have people who are always going to look for, out for us and say, hey, you black boy or you black man, hey, I know you're going through some stuff, but I know you're not what everyone else is because society is not portraying us like that. So, hey, just remember, be accountable for yourselves, be accountable for your brothers, and truly, truly, truly Think about how you're supporting the women in your lives. Brian stated this earlier. What if it was an important, a truly genuine, important woman woman in your life that went through something like this? It doesn't have to even be rape. Just whatever it is, mental health, damn it, a broken leg, whatever it is. You see your person hurt, how does that make you feel? Like shit. Now think about all these women that are going through this and no one wants to believe them. Can you imagine if your sister told you this happened to them and you believe her and she goes to tell the police and they question her, well, what did you do to get put yourself in this position and how pissed off you'd be? That's all. That's all. Put your, the or say, put yourself in someone's shoes. I'll leave it at that. The last thing on a positive note <clears throat> To anyone out there feeling unloved, unheard, unseen, or in a whole, just know you matter. Your voice is valuable. You're loved. You're enough. You're whole and worthy. And we need you here. We need you in this world because your influence is someone that you may not know that you're impacting on an everyday basis. So, hey, love on someone this week. Love on someone tomorrow. Love on someone this weekend. But remember, don't be a who's man's because we're going to find you. And Darnold, don't you ever come on this podcast ever again and act <laughs> like you did in my place. Because that was disrespectful. Wow. And you wonder why you ain't shit? Thank you. Yes, I appreciate you, Darnold. You wish me, you know, you said some good stuff about me, you know, getting engaged. Real love. But this is real love. You ain't shit. Don't come back on this podcast asking a fool. Because we need our uh, listeners. Uh, 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 <laughs> <laughs> Conrad, <love>. portable. <laughs> <laughs>
Oh, yeah, we out of here.